Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. My guest today, Patrick Monahan, Director of Innovation at the 707 Hub at Marquette University. And today, Patrick and I are going to talk about all the wonderful things that are happening at the Hub and uh, what he has in store for 2024. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Patrick Monahan. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. We're, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, as, people, as a lot of my listeners know, I am an alum of Marquette University, the journalism school, when it was the journalism school. <laughs> now it's the comm school. But I was introduced to you, and I love everything that's going on with the 707 Hub. It, it fits exactly into what we talk about on almost every podcast. So what do we... Why don't we uh, introduce our listeners to what you're doing? So what is the 707 Hub and what are you doing as the director of innovation there? Awesome. So the 707 Hub is a radically student-centered and boldly anti-disciplinary innovation space. And really, it's a catalyst for any student that looks to act in an idea. And I really, uh, we try to focus on that act part. Like, you know, innovation, entrepreneurship is an actionable activity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to be doing something. And I always say that's what separates innovators and entrepreneurs from everybody else is they decide to do something. So we really focus on that action aspect. of everything. The doing part. The doing part, which is which is also the, the, the harder part. But mm-hmm. it's the part that that I say can turn uh, something into a thing. <laughs> there you go. A dream into reality. Yeah, there you go. All right. So it was now tell me back. This was started in what, 2015, I believe? Yeah. So it was the the hub kind of as an idea was the result of students. So a okay. couple of students uh, had an application into the the Explorer Challenge and uh, their names were, I forget their last names, but it was Creighton and Sam. And they wanted a collaboratory, a collaboratory space for students to get together and work on projects, ideas, share ideas and do do everything in between that comes with having a space like that because there wasn't one on campus. Um, they they won funding and I don't remember the exact dollar amount, but it was $25,000. So it was a good start. Wow. But then they had to find a spot on campus mm-hmm. and that eventually led them down to the 707 Hub. And I say down because the original spot was actually upstairs on the fourth floor in the conference room. Okay. Um, you can imagine a conference room, while it was a nice room, it's not really a collaborative space. Right. And so they ended up hiring the first couple uh, founding directors. And this whole space down here got renovated. Uh, in the previous iteration, it was actually the locker room for lacrosse. <laughs> uh, so actually, we still have a helmet from the lacrosse. So, okay. Uh, and it was the students wanted a place to be able to do all the stuff that the hub now does for students whether it's collaboration, um, mentorship, guidance in any sort of aspect or ideation. Okay. So I'm a student. I have an idea for a product or a service, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Tell me what happens. So I I walk down to the 707 hub, which is located on campus, right? I walk into your your office and I say, I have an idea. What happens (laughs) So that's funny. There's uh, students come in with all sorts of ideas in all s- types of development standpoints. Like students have come in with a fully developed business. They have a presence. They have a website. They're looking for kind of those next steps. 
And I've also had students walk in and ask, is this where I come if I have an idea? Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you, you kind of you're like, yes, this is it. <laughs> and it, it, it all, it's really student driven. Uh-huh. You know, the students uh, we're working with just over a dozen different student teams right now on various ideas, just as mentoring. And they're all at different stages in their ideation or development. And so they all need different, for lack of a better word, things, different advice, different next steps. And so we, we, we kind of meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like if, if a student says, I have an idea for this, then you start out with what's your why? Why do you want to do this? And they just answer questions and then you ask them about the research they've done. Yeah. And like, what do they know about it? Have other companies, places, people done something like it? And, and really that's normally the end of the first meeting because that conversation almost lasts an hour. Yeah. We do a little research together. We talk about next steps. And then that first meeting normally ends with, uh, with them actually pretty excited and they go out into the world and they do their, do they do their homework mm-hmm. and then they come back for the next meeting. We talk about next steps, whether it's surveys or getting advice from other mentors that we have a network with or whatever it might be, but it's really driven by the students need at the time and at the, where they are in the journey in the process. Do you ever, you know, measure like how, how many students that, that walk into the the 707 hub, how many of them actually develop businesses? So we, we actually um, just did. So the the doors, you, you swipe access just like everywhere else on campus. And uh, we did analysis of that. Mm-hmm. And last year we had like 3,600 swipes into the space. Holy. Um, so there was a 3, lot. 3,600. Yeah, 3,600 zero, zero in chain. It's a rough number, but it's in that. It's yeah, number. wow. Wow. And um, your undergrad is, what, 8,000? I mean, obviously, uh, it's not unique. Yeah, People are coming back, right? So, yeah, yeah, we didn't we didn't delineate um, unique swipes versus just swipes in general. Yeah. Um, but, and then the vast majority of those students actually are from arts and sciences, not business. Um, wow. All colleges, uh, majors, whatever are represented, and so we did. We did yeah, that's and, okay. Just, and so everyone, everyone uses the hub, and we've got most of the the students that, you know, I guess you can kind of count as hub alumni or mm-hmm. either start a business or maintain a business after graduation. They yeah. come through. Uh, or they use the signature programs that the hub has the brood ideas challenge, which we'll probably talk about a bit later, the dorm fund um, and other funding mechanisms that we have on campus, kind of like, you know, shark tank pitch style type things. So you actually fund, you'll fund some ideas. Yeah. So the, um, the, the brood ideas is our biggest uh, programmatic event and it's actually in partnership with Brady corporation. Okay. So they, they do, they do the funding for that. It's a, uh, Today, or not today, this year's the 10-year anniversary of the Brood Ideas. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, everyone's really looking forward to that. But then the Dorm Fund Associates, they get to, it's a it's a program where there's actual students that get to play the role of angel investors. So they're taught how to listen to and review student pitches. Uh, and then they evaluate them on merit and need and everything else. And then they can award up to $2,500 into a student business idea or concept. Wow. And that's funded through other mechanisms at the university. But mm-hmm. yeah, we actually, you know, we, that's a reimbursement um, thing where the students go out and buy stuff for their business, whatever it might be, whatever was approved by the dorm fund. And then they're reimbursed. Okay. I gotcha. Um, what, 
let's say it's been around since 2015 though do you have any success stories like you point yeah to- there's um there's a handful in the last few years mm-hmm. um, and they kind of run the gamut of all different sorts of ideas there's this company came out of the hub called uh live a little ice cream and it was a woman or a woman a student her name's olivia live and she just makes kind of you know vegan dairy-free ice cream and mm-hmm. she was in the brood ideas challenge and she was one of the winners and now she's got it actually as as a business, as a company, um, somewhere in the greater uh, Chicagoland area. I don't remember exactly where. Um, we'll find it. We'll put it on the resource page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, Alumo Worldwide was another winner. Uh, mm-hmm. Alumo is her name. And it was custom Nigerian women's fashion. And she oh, actually wow. has a, a business and she's got a big uh, social media presence and following with all that stuff. And then there's been a couple, um, and these are just off the top of my head, really neat uh, kind of entrepreneurial um, ventures into social need and social advocacy. So okay. one was called uh, Community Books You, and it was a couple of first-generation students that saw the need to make sure everyone had access to books and textbooks because they're really ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And so they formed a, a nonprofit kind of donation system around collecting old books and then making sure students that needed them had access to them instead of having to go out and buy the books. Um, so that one's really neat. And the other one in the same kind of social space was called the career closet. So mm-hmm. a student, she is again geared towards uh, first generation students that may not have the means to have a tire for going for an interview or something like that. Right. Uh, gathered, uh, donations, turn it into a company. And then now students can freely go into the career closet and find clothes that they need for an interview or for something at their job that they might not be able to get on their own. That's so a win-win. I love that. It's just really cool because there are a lot of traditional um, business ventures, but mm-hmm. the students at Marquette are really kind of socially aware to different inequalities and needs. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of interest in pursuing entrepreneurial endeavors in that space. Now, is that a program that you're going to carry forward? I mean, you came in. So when you started how many months ago? Uh, end of June. All right. So about five, six months ago. Um, what does 2024 look like for you in terms of programs that you like that you want to carry forward? But is there stuff that you want to introduce to the uh, the 707 Hub? Yeah. So the, the, the Brood Ideas Challenge, um, that uh, has a traditional track and a social track. So we yeah. get finals in both of those and that those students go through a, uh, what we call a boot camp. They learn about the business model, canvas, design thinking, um, presenting skills, pitch skills, stuff like that. And then that culminates in, you know, like a Shark Tank style pitch competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big programmatic thing is the dorm fund that I spoke about earlier. And then we have a Silicon Valley experience where actually a handful of students that are interested in a potential, uh, career in Silicon Valley, they go out and were hosted by the Marquette Alumni Network. So the students actually, you know, kind of get the uh, a day in the life of type type experience at a couple of different companies. Yeah. Um, and then last year we launched uh, Student Made Marquette. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's an it's an online store for student creators to sell products they make. And kind of you if you can't visualize it, you can think of it as kind of like an Etsy for Marquette. Mm-hmm. But it's really a lot more than that because there's a lot more community aspects that are built into it. 
And there's the whole section of student creators. We have about 30 right now that make various products. And then it's managed actually by student managers. So students actually get firsthand experience in, in running a business like that. And there's five managers that manage various um, components. So those are all things that have been established for a while, you know, 10 years now or started mm -hmm. last year that, that we're keeping and everyone's really excited about. Uh, kind of the big change for next year, and I, I think this came from my time as a student here. You know, you look back in, at, at, at everything that's going on and you realize that the most important thing is your time. Like it's very finite. No doubt. And so the hub has done, and we still do this. The hub offers a series of boot camps and workshops around the business model canvas, design thinking, design sprints, collaboration events, creativity events, um, all sorts of things. But they've always just been co-curriculars, you know, after hours. And while they're great and we still do these, um, I, I wanted to figure out a way to actually package it into an experiential learning course that the students could get all of these skill sets yeah. but actually have credit at the same time. Oh, and that's so, smart. Yeah, so so Marquette uh, has a core curriculum that all students take uh, classes in different themes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, in this tier of classes, there's, you know, basic needs and justice, expanding our horizons, and kind of big picture um, ideas as opposed to kind of like more focused content. And so this course is going to be called Methods in Ignatian Innovation. And it's the students are, yeah, I, like I loved it. Uh, um, Methods in Ignatian Innovation. And the students Perfect. are going to, they're going to form groups and decide what community they want to focus on and what social problem they want to try to solve. And so they'll have that research and that idea in mind. And then they're going to be equipped with all the entrepreneurial skill sets through all these workshops to actually create something that can go solve that problem or attempt to solve that problem. Mm. And it's 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 a uh, you know it's it's going to be a learning by doing class, and uh, it's going to it's hosted in arts and sciences. And I've talked with a handful of faculty and uh, staff and students about it. They all seem pretty excited. Um, but we'll we'll guess we'll see the numbers we get when enrollment for next year opens in mid March. But <laughs> I'm yeah. hopeful. I like it. I, I'd love to keep in touch with you about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe even have, you know, uh, talk to some people about having them come speak, whether it's virtually or in person, mm -hmm. to the groups about different aspects of running a business. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. And and you know what? It's, it's great to see Marquette embracing this whole idea of innovation and that it can come from any place. Yeah. Well, and so what was really neat is in, in part of my 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 job and figuring out this role and getting out in the front of the classes and really just talking to students and faculty about the hub and what they can, the hub can do for students and what it can be for them and how it can impact their entire college uh, experience. And onward, I tried to develop what I was going to say, and it took a while to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And there was one time in class, I was in front of a group of about 20 first year students. And I, you know, I was, I basically talked about a lot of stuff I just talked about with you. And then I got to the point where I started talking about how, you know, entrepreneurial innovation can affect social change and can oh, yeah. solve some. And just like that, the students, I had their attention. Mm. So the market students are, they're, they're, they're acutely attuned to those ideas of, you know, whether it's advocacy, advocacy, social justice, or whatever it might be. And I left that meeting 
um, came back to my office and I started scribbling notes for what for what became this course. Because <laughs> I was like, you can, fantastic. you can tap into what the students are interested in and passionate about and yeah, you can do some good things. And and having having worked in this space for over 30 years, I would add to it something that I learned and it was called creating shared value. You know, Michael mm -hmm. Porter from Harvard, who I met and worked with on uh, his ICIC program, Initiative for Competitive Inner Cities. He talked about why in many cases, you know, that corporate social responsibility wasn't working because it seemed like it was some like a, like a handout or something that, you know, big business had to do in underserved communities. And he he kind of flipped it and he said, you know, if we say it's OK to be a for profit company in an underserved community, if you're creating a win win situation. And he said, here's how we can create shared value. I can create a product or a service that I can make affordable to residents in this community and I can still make a profit on the business so that I can stay in business. And and it was really it's a brilliant uh, a piece that he put together, an article and an argument on it. And, you know, I'll, I'll say that a lot of times to the you know younger generation that's coming in. They'll tell me this phenomenal idea and then they'll say, and I'm a nonprofit. <laughs> and I kind of I shake them a little bit. I said, you know, profit is not a dirty word, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so when when you're thinking about social responsibility and when you're thinking about giving back or paying it forward or making the world a better place remember this that if you don't make money in your business then that's going to mean you're going to you're going to be beholden to anybody who's going to put money into your business and then you get into the grant world and the you know and that sort of world where you're fighting in many cases for much smaller dollar amounts yeah, it's okay to be mission driven and make money. It's allowed. Yes, yes absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I love to see it, and I hope they they understand that. But in doing my homework on this podcast, I was reading about how you you have a fair amount of international experience, right? So you were in uh, Japan, you were in Ireland, and I know my friend Martin Omayor is listening to this podcast. So I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, he runs the Anderson Town News, Belfast Media Company in America. He owns Irish Echo. And I know he would love to learn all about your days of playing rugby over in Dublin <laughs> and playing up in Belfast in, in the 90s and, and going to St. Michael's in Dublin. Mm -hmm. um, but how did how did that international experience that you um, you had play a role in taking over as director of innovation at Marquette? Like, are you are you hoping to kind of build the horizons and the universe for the 707 hub? Well, kind of the most important thing I took from those experiences is when you're when you're in a lab in Europe. So I was at Trinity College Dublin and I mean I mean sure there's a, a, a ton of Irish there, right? Um, but it's an international team. Like I, I had people that I was training and working with literally from all over the place. And it was just it was kind of the first no, it wasn't really the first, but it was it opened your eyes to realizing the importance of having, you know, people with diverse experiences working on a project together. Mm -hmm. You know, they came from all over the place, very different backgrounds, very different, you know, structures that they grew up in. And it was just it kind of like, oh, yeah, to be in a collaborative, creative environment, you need these different viewpoints. 
and they come from all these different lived experiences from people all over all over the planet. Yeah. And the same thing when I was doing the consulting work in Japan, you know, it's obviously even even more people from all over the place. And yeah. then uh, it was you just all the different ideas that everyone brings to the table really help in that creative process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's coming up with a new idea, you know, kind of pushing people on divergent thinking or whatever it might be like having the people from different backgrounds and different experiences really really enable the collaborative process. I love that. And I love that aspect of it because that's diversity in thought, mm-hmm. you know, not only, you know, all of the other areas of diversity and, and for the students walking into the 707 hub, I hope they're tapping into that diversity, you mm-hmm. know, diversity of thought. How do you look at my situation? You know, from your angle, what do you see that I may not see? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you also have experience in um, artificial uh, neural networks, right? Which is probably a rare uh, uh, trade, a rare experience that you bring to it. How do you see that playing a role in in your development of the seven hundred seven hub? Well, I think uh, technology has its place with all the new, you know, large language models, the AI stuff. Yeah, they can do a lot. Um, a lot of good, I think. I think mm-hmm. there's ways where, you know, your chat GPT stuff, whatever, can actually positively augment human creativity by, you know, making connections, enabling divergent thinking, like I talked about before, from those different viewpoints yeah. that someone might not naturally come to. So mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a net positive. Um, yes. There's also other uh, AI structures out there. Zigzag's a new one that can actually populate a business model canvas for you. And so you think about taking your idea and feeding in some parameters into it, and then it chunking out a business model canvas, you took an iteration cycle from this to this. Yeah. You know, for, so you can, you can really speed things up uh, with technology. Um, but I'm also at the same time, I'm careful to caution students about technology because uh, students, people in general, they try to, they try to equate innovation with technology like if i have to have an innovative idea it has to be in technology and that's just not right you know you don't need technology to be innovation innovation can can be in anything a process an experience you know a service it doesn't necessarily mean you know it's it's app or computer driven or ai driven or anything like that I, i think i would think that for your students ai the way it's used is that it makes them more efficient Mm-hmm. Right. It may it, it'll take it, it. It takes something that would normally take an hour and, mm-hmm. and you can do it in five minutes. You know, AI from in my world, what it does is it makes me a better editor. You know, I, I, I put a chunk of stuff into, you know, chat GPT and I give it a, a nice little prompt. It kicks something out and then I get into editor mode. So mm-hmm. it takes all my thoughts like I'll, I'll put you know, a dozen papers into AI and I'll say, okay, create now, right now, a new topic based on all the information I've just fed you, Mm -hmm. but I still have to edit it. It still has to be my voice and, and, and where I'm coming with it, but it saves me a heck of a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, yeah, it's like I said, the, uh, you know, the iteration steps or the processes, like it can speed stuff up. Yes. If you use it, you know, in the right manner, like you said, you're feeding it the right prompts or giving it the right directions and stuff like that. I I love it. I love it. 
All right. I'm going to put you on the hot seat now, and I'm just going to kind of throw questions out at you because we're, we're in the home stretch. Um, what what is what is when you look ahead to 2024, right? The rest of the year, what is one thing on your bucket list that you really want to happen? More students, okay. Um, more students need to come in. And whenever I'm in front of a class, um, and I, I've talked to classes of 15, and I'm talking to classes of 200, and I, I I focus on so there's three you know buzz cutesy buzzwords that I, I use at the hub now. You get the 77 hub, you connect, you collide, and you collaborate. <laughs> and I really focus on that collision, um, the collisions piece. I said, because you can only collide in person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I said, you can collide with people, ideas, spaces, but those collisions can necessitate the creation of something new. Mm-hmm. And I said, you, the, I said, all it takes is for you to decide, hey, I'm going to come down to the hub and check whatever might be out. We have a huge maker space. We have the pitch space. We have flexible seating. We have a conference room. We have a whole bunch of stuff that's geared towards student creation and ideation and prototyping. But, you know, students, faculty come in, they have to make the decision that I want to act on this idea. And All then, right. And then when we, we I, I turned no one away, and as soon as student uh, shows up, I was actually really hoping one would show up during this call because I would have put you on pause and I would have talked to them. But <laughs> um, they actually, there's two over uh, that we have a picnic table they're sitting at inside. All right. Um, but uh, they have to decide that they want to come in and act. Yeah. So you had 3,600 swipes. So what are we looking for? 4,000, 5,000? Well, yeah, I mean, you could put a number on that too. You could say, yeah, yeah want 7,600 swipes. Because yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's, you got to be careful with numbers. Sure. Because <laughs> there's a lot of swipes in there, and a lot of them are people that use the hub all the time. A right. lot of them come in groups. So it doesn't really capture. I mean, it's a good, you know, kind of, you know, grain of salt snapshot for that. Sure. Yeah. A lot of people have become coming in here. But, you know, I want to I want to meet students. They you know have their ideas. You know, come to yeah. life, whatever they might be, and then be what able to about, have more stories to talk about. What about collaborating with other entities? Is that something that uh, you know that you see? There are so many great resources around Marquette. Yeah, so a lot of it right now is I working on collaborations and ideas and projects with different uh, departments. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually. I was I collaborated with uh, theology, kind of in creating the course, and then with arts and sciences with holding it. Uh, when I graduated in in '05 from Marquette, I was in biomedical sciences. Mm-hmm. So I've talked a couple times with the faculty and staff over there on different ideas and things we could do, and um, you know, that, and that just takes me not giving up and getting in front of them just to talk about ways we can, you know, provide more opportunities for the students. Great. All right. I, I have some ideas for you that I, I'd love to talk to you about because sure. I love what you're doing there. And, you know, I've seen it around colleges and universities in various forms and iterations of of the the kind of the entrepreneurial hub. Right. And and getting students and, and they've had similar results in the sense that more students came from outside the business school than the business school. Uh, and, and what it really tells me is that, you know, entrepreneurship and innovation is everywhere mm-hmm. and that, you know, people have ideas and now probably is the best time ever 
to take advantage of all the technology and the support that's out there to help you flesh out what your idea might look like. Yeah. And, and there, so, and then, so we have the hub and we, we, you know, we say, you know, innovation starts here, but there's a ton of other things even going on on market campus, different like leadership programs, different other different innovation spaces, you know, the, the maker stuff that goes on in e-hall there's like Marquette does have, you know, an ecosystem for innovation now. Absolutely. It's just, we, the, I guess my biggest goal is without putting a number on it is getting more students involved in a substantial way. Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, it's, it's convincing them that all they have to do is take that first step. They have to decide they want to do something about their idea. All right. So part of our social media posts, and we'll wrap this up, is going to be uh, a call out to Marquette students and alumni uh, to get more involved in the 707 hub and really make this a, a national and international presence, right? Where, where the greatest ideas come to get fleshed out and, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we collaborate in, in all ways and matters next year. I'd love to, whatever I can do to help you and support you, I'm in. So. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me know what, what I can do. I'll, I'll plant this seed with you, whether it happens or not, you should have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's a sounds like a good idea. I, I love that idea. So if, if you're a Marquette student and you're listening or even an alum and you're listening, uh, weigh in on that, whether whether, you know, what you'd like to see the 707 Hub have in order to um, kind of let everybody know what's going on there, um, you know, flesh out ideas, opportunities, programs and uh, and ways that you can help. Uh, Patrick and and what he's trying to do there to take the 707 hub to the next level. How does that sound? It sounds awesome. You know, and I like that a lot of stuff we try to do it. It is student driven. You know, we say it's radically student centered. We've had students come in this year to use the makerspace and they've asked, they're like, Hey, we're trying to work on this project. Um, does the hub have this or have you ever thought about getting a 3d scanner? And I was like, well, no, we don't have one, but what are you thinking about? And so they described what they're working on. And I was like, great. And so the hub has some resources and we ordered one and they're able to use it in the space. So it's, I mean, there's a ton of makerspace things out there that I think are really cool that I would love to populate the space with, but then it's just me putting stuff there, right? Yeah. But the students come in and be like, hey, I'm working on this project. It'd be really cool to, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. And if it's, if it's reasonable enough and if it'll actually enhance creativity and innovation, then it's, it's what we order. It's what we do. And then we build a new space for it in the lab or in the hub. I love it. I tell you what, I'll, here's, here's something for you. Um, you, you let me know about something that is just ass kicking innovative, you know, that you've seen by a Marquette student and we'll have them on my podcast. We'll have them on the small business edge podcast. Awesome. Right? At some point next semester. So January through May of 2024, we're going to have a Marquette student on from the 707 hub, and they're going to tell us about their product or their service and what they're doing now and what they need in order to take it to the next level. And we'll put it out to the universe to help them. Awesome. Man, All right. I already have students in mind, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Well, we can we can flesh that out, but we will have them on. I, that's a, a promise from me to you. Awesome. We'll have them on the Small Business Edge podcast uh, next next semester, and we'll we'll put them in front of people who can help them. Uh, awesome. You know, in addition to what you're doing, 
Awesome. 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 All right. Patrick Monahan, Director of Innovation at the 707 Hub at Marquette University. Thank you for being on the Small Business Edge podcast. Awesome, Brian. Thanks for having me. This was excellent. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I will. I, I promise you this, too. I'll have you on next year. I think I'd, I'd like to see you as a regular guest. Talk all things, you know, entrepreneurship. Maybe we'll even do a podcast from the 707 Hub. There you go. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And to our listeners, another example of uh, us, you know, going out and finding the best stories for you and showing you where innovation and entrepreneurship is showing up in the ecosystem. Keep sending your suggestions and your feedback, and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Until then, take care, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.